This is Vera. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to episode 12 of the PL Pod. Today I'm happy to be joined by Sudbury writer Chris Nash, a woman who looks great in hats because that's a good thing and she wears many and when I invited Chris to the PL Pod I asked her if she wanted to see a script of the questions or should we wing it as women do and she picked wing it so we were winging it without recording. It would be unfair though not to give listeners a bit of her background. And whether it was under her pen name, Joanne Peters, from editing the university newspaper to News of the World to Northern Life and on to short fiction and women's fiction, heading on to a 1976 bestseller titled The Learning Environment, to writing psych reports and court reports and then novels, Temperance Lloyd in 2012, and then a stint in publishing poetry, then her second novel in 2018 titled Priest Hole. She's a woman with many, many fingers and many pies. To summarize quickly, poetry, short fiction, novels, and now a bio written in 300 word segments. You will also know her as the muse of local poet and Sudbury's first poet laureate, Roger Nash. Hi, Chris. Hi. (laughs) thank you for coming in today well coming in we're in zoom come on let's not kid each other nobody's meeting um obviously you have an interesting past history and i can see why you would want to embark on an on a biography and i know that you and roger like to travel a lot so is the travel going to figure into your bio uh yes but um of course Uh, I was talking to my travel agent the other day, and we're hoping to go away in June. You never know. Mm. Um, But uh, I said to her, well, you know what we like? We like ancient history and food. If we get those two, uh, and we're very independent, we don't do anything with very large groups of people. Good. Well, safety first, right? And that is great. It will be nice to be able to travel again when the time comes. And I know you've had your vaccine. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. I won won the lottery. Sweet. (laughs) I haven't won anything since 1986. Well, it'd be great if it came with money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, life is is a good good prize. It is a good prize. And I agree with you. I can't wait to get my shot. did you find it hard to write 300 word segments after your, you know, novel writing experience? Because I know lots of people do find it hard to cut back. Well, I found it relatively easy, partly because, as you know, I was a columnist with Northern Life for yes. many years. And there you wrote in 500 word segments. And I got to the point where I said, well, if I can't write it in 500 words, I can't write it. And so um, that that became uh, a way of doing things. But also, of course, I, I do flash fiction, which is under 600 words. And I figured that if I, a lot of autobiographies, people look for themselves in the index and then they ignore the rest. So I thought, well, if I did short sections, people would be able to dip in and out and they wouldn't have to get bored. So, you know, they could dip into the section about the places we've lived and the gardens we've done 
uh, or they could just look at the childhood thing if they're interested in, in the world war. And so, you know, it would make it much easier on the reader. Yeah, I agree. I think it's nice to be able to pick up a book and, you know, take a little in and then go away and think about it. And, you know, a lot of people read and then compare their own lives to what happens in the books. And I think biographies are interesting in that way, because like it or not, we all have a common experience. We're all yep. humans, you know, we, we, we are born, we grow, we become educated, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And we and we move on. And, uh, you know, um, I, what, what makes you write, Chris? Um, well, uh, right now, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just something, I mean, I don't think either Roger or I or a lot of people our age do not find the pandemic terribly challenging. Um, you know, people keep asking us if we're lonely, why would we be lonely? I mean, you know, apart from, of course, we've got each other, but even if we hadn't, there's not a lot of time left to get lonely. You have a lot of things to do. I do the grocery shopping um, because men are more likely to get COVID than women. And, you know, um, Apart from, uh, luckily, uh, we got to the point where I could have a haircut. And apart from that, I'm just fine with being shut in. Of course, we were shut in for rather longer because we had hip replacements. I had mine at the end of um, uh, 2019 and Roger had his at the beginning. So neither of us was very mobile before March. Mm. And then we got shut down. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I agree with you. And uh, speaking for myself as someone who is, you know, who has mobility issues, I also spend a lot of time at home. And I think that, uh, and, and I'm of that age as well. And so I think that we have just dealt with it. Whereas a lot yeah. of people, but I do know that a lot of people are having a hard time. They, they do find it isolating. But I mean, this is my husband and I say, this is our life. We're just yeah, living well, our I, life. Um, I think too that um, I seriously believe that um, having cell phones and that is a definite disadvantage because it means that you are reliant on a whole lot of people who aren't really your friends. They're just somebody out there in space. And it makes much more sense. I can call friends and we have long chats and most of the people my age um, just say, what's, what's all the fuss about? I mean, admittedly, we don't have a business right now, but if I had a business, I'd be doing it online. Hmm. So what's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you. People are very reliant on social media, but it, it is the way of the world. And I don't see a time when it will go away. Uh, do you? No, no, I, no think I don't think it'll go away, but um, I think that, it's just possible that people will realize that these are not real friends, um, especially when you see a lot of the abuse that's going on. It just seems like, why would you open yourself to that? I mean, I'm on Facebook and I do email. And yesterday we had a surprise call from our cousin in Australia. Oh, that's but, lovely. <laughs> that was a big surprise. It was, you know, we, we had no idea she was going to call. And we had a long chat. It was after midnight her time, but 
it was nice to see her, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, maybe she'll listen in because apparently I have some dedicated listeners in Australia and hey, we can use one more. <laughs> well, uh, we, we have, Roger has a number of cousins down there and they oh. have kids ah. and they have grandkids. So, yeah. Good. Well, it, with Haiku, there is a, a broad uh publishing area within the United States and Canada, but also in the UK and Wales. Well, UK. Okay, there's my lack of education showing. In the no, UK. No, the, Wales is not the UK. Not really. Okay. We have, our, we have our own language. The second language is English. And I'm, I've forgotten most of my Welsh, but I'm quite happy with that. Okay, we're not going to start an international incident, are we? <laughs> no. Did I just put my foot in it? Okay, well, that's good. But, you know, over there, over there, I do have followers and I'm so pleased. I, I don't know how that happened, but I think it's because I do get published there occasionally. But, you know, and it's great. Um, we You mentioned your age and, you know, we know I'm not young. So uh, do you think that when when you get to our age and then you, and you're looking for some way to move beyond yourself do you think people should take up writing whether they write a bio or whether they um uh maybe they've always wanted to write and they feel like they're too it's too late well i i i think a lot of people for some reason think writing is difficult and i can understand that i had an english teacher who told me i could never write a word and i wouldn't have published the learning environment if it wasn't for another english teacher peter evans um who took the book home and took a look at it and came in the next morning said it's got to be published <laughs> and it, it is an original idea so i mean it was thanks to him that uh that i actually you know, wrote the learning environment, which was a good one because it paid for my kids. Well, the interest paid for the kids' education, which That's was good. good. Um, but when it came to, um, I mean, I have to have a reason for writing. I had a reason for writing the learning environment. Um, I had a reason for writing about Temperance Lloyd and the witches. And, you know, I, I have to feel some kind of passion before I actually start writing, or I have to think of an idea that is kind of original and different. And so right now I'm still working on a novel as well, but I had to put it aside because I was doing a bio. So, yep. Do you think that uh, a lot of people are mistaken in the idea that, that, you know, you need this inspiration from above that, you know, I know Roger calls you his muse. You are a human woman. Yeah. And the muse can come from anywhere. That muse that we think of in literary terms that inspires a writer to write. But what about those people who just think, you know, I'd like to tell my kids about this time that I, those are the people mm -hmm. that I would like to sit down, write it. And they and often people will talk about doing it, but they don't do it. So good for you. Well, I think the reason they don't do it is that they're they're partly afraid. And so they find all kinds of other things to do instead of yeah. doing that. I've, I've decided that with my bio, um, what I'll probably do is self-publish, just get about 40 copies or so and just give them to the family for Christmas. 
um, because why not? You know, yeah. whereas the novel, um, the novels I've written have all sold really, really well. And so Roger and I do a business thing every year. I'm, I've just done the taxes. And most years I have earned more through the novels because poetry doesn't pay. That is true. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, Temperance Lloyd um, made quite a few thousand, which was nice. Um, on the other hand, most of Rogers comes from things like the um, public lending rights and things like that, mm. because poetry just does not pay that well. Um, I don't I think I've been paid for some of my poems, but mostly, oh, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Well, unless you win a contest, you don't get any money. And <clears throat> no, as it happens, and I can't really tell you where, but I I won a third in an international contest. I was paid well, in British pounds. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's always useful. Yes. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and I was thrilled to be anywhere because there were 400 entries and I was third out of, well, I'm sharing third with Jackie Pierce, who is a Canadian writer from uh, BC. And it's kind of a funny story, but I'll keep that for myself. Um, <laughs> Do you foresee a time when you don't write that you just get tired or? Um, I, I used to find, uh, especially when I was um, when I was administrating a university, um, I used to find that if there was a day I hadn't written, I didn't feel good. And I still don't feel good if there's a day when I haven't written something. And so um so every day uh but i have so many projects on the go and i think that's part of the secret that you um like i apart from anything else i'm writing a vegetarian cookbook mm. and well i've got a format and you know i i find other people's recipes or recipes that are in books but they're usually way too complicated so i simplify them mm. and then i add cayenne pepper Oh, <laughs> there is well, nothing that nothing that KM Pepper doesn't improve. Well, or the other alternative, <laughs> garlic will fix everything. Oh, yeah. Well. yeah. Uh, well, I can say that I have used your recipe for cauliflower pie several times and I do love it. So <laughs> if that's in, I'm in. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Pebble Ridge Press for a minute. Can you okay yeah Pebble Ridge started because um, obviously before um, when I was doing um, Temperance Lloyd I really wanted to get it out on the anniversary of their execution um, and I talked to 42 other uh, various presses and quite a lot of them were quite honest about it they said oh, but, but you're 72, you'll never write anything else. So we want authors who will write something again. And so in the end, um, you know, and then I realized there's a real market here. So Roger and I founded Pebble Ridge Press and we have an editorial board, which is gender and um, otherwise balanced. Um, then we, um, we have a mandate, which is to publish the work of people who have already published, but maybe as an academic. 
or mm -hmm. maybe as um, whatever, they've been a curator or, or a politician or whatever. So they have published, but they haven't published um, anything about their lives. And so our idea was to get going a press that would publish people over the age of 70. Hmm. And I realize that's discriminatory, but so are a whole lot of other things in publishing right now. So anyway, um, so, so far we've had, um, the, we're in discussion with um, quite a well-known artist, but right now we're a little, um, our view is that if we do this publication, that we have to do it really well. Mm. And um, it's kind of we're we're in in discussions about it at the moment, but we well, may do it. I think it's great. I think it's a really necessary, solid idea. <laughs> and uh, you know, perhaps I will submit at some point. <laughs> that would probably be a good idea. <laughs> Not being an academic or anything, but you know, I think that opportunity is opportunity. And you know what I say to those forty-two publishers. Chris, success is the best revenge. Yep, it uh, is. that's what that's what I always think. You know, if, if you can't beat them, if you can't join them, you should beat them. Exactly. <laughs> Women <laughs> don't mess yep. with us. All right. Well, you know, I think we've come to the end of our time and, and it's been great talking to you. You're always interesting and I'm happy you came today. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't ask you if you had anything you wanted to read and I, you know, I will have you back and we will read another time. Okay. Well, one, one day I, I will actually, I'll send you the um, nitpicking story because um, it's what one of my, my kids used to refer to them as mummy's dirty stories. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not exactly, but I'll, oh. I'll see if I can send you a copy of it. I think you'd All like right. it. I think I would too. And when you said nitpicking, I was, I had a flashback to being five and <laughs> having yeah. started school and there was an issue and oh my goodness. Uh, once again, thank you for coming and thank you everybody for listening. You know what I always say, write something. It feels good. Yep. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>